Ah, the holidays. A time for giving, a time for getting, and a time for going and going and going and going and going. When you need a break, we're here helping you make sense of all the good and the going of the holidays. Happy holidays from all of us at ubnradio.com. This is One on One with Jasper Cole, Hollywood's bad guy, and so much more. Actor, talent manager, producer, and more. Now he's sitting down with today's top newsmakers from entertainment, politics, pop culture, and beyond. This is One on One with Jasper Cole. Ooh, all right, all right, all right. Howdy, 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 and welcome to One on One with Jasper Cole. This is your host, and we are live today from Sunset Gower Studios right here in Hollywood, California. Shout out to my producer, Mr. John Williams. Hey, hey buddy. Hey, Jasper. Happy, happy Wednesday, hump happy, day. Happy, happy. Here we are again. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's great weather, my God. We've been like in springtime. Uh-huh. It's been not, not winter at all, right? We're so lucky. Yeah, you know, it's it's back to being spring. <laughs> yeah, good old California <laughs> weather. Well, listen, everyone, please go to Twitter and follow us at 101J Cole and Facebook, 101 with Jasper Cole, and my website, jaspercole.com. And when you get to the website, go to ubnradiotv.com. Click on our show sponsors, and we have 25 of them, so uh, here they go. All of us here at One on One with Jasper Cole are proud to announce our 24 affiliate advertisers, and they are all dot-coms. InterServer, ZipRecruiter, Hilton Hotels, 3-Day Blinds, Adam and Eve Toys, Bullguard, Prime Slots, Russell Stover, Booking.com, Suzanne Summers Bath & Beauty, Quest Nutrition, Sur La Tabla, and Extended Stay America. Additionally, we have EUK Host, Canvas World, Cheap Air, 21st Century, Liberty Mutual, Course Smart, Advanced Auto, Fandango, Meet Mindful, Flare Play, and Jewelry.com. Thanks again to all of our wonderful sponsors. And also, we want to welcome our newest sponsor, efile.com, as well. So we're really blessed to have all these sponsors. And go on the site and find something you like, click on it, and we all get credit for that. So, JW, it's been quite a, uh, quite a week in the news. Yeah. You know, it was a week ago today when we were here when the horrible San Bernardino shootings took place. Mm-hmm. And at that time when we went on the air, we didn't, really didn't know details of exactly what the shooters were all about but now we know of course that it was a husband and wife and they've it's now been called a terrorist act um we're learning that she is from pakistan and had been radicalized there apparently he went there he went to pakistan two years ago they met they have six-month-old baby but you know the big question now is there's also a neighbor who's the i think his best friend who today i think they want to charge him with accessory or trying to help in the in the putting this all together because he bought two of the guns I guess to the assault rifles but it's just you know it's one of those things where we kind of thought that last week but it's amazing you know it's just wall-to-wall coverage now so um, again our hearts go out to all the um, families that were affected by this the victims and you know I don't know Donald Trump of course is being completely lambasted because he said let's just let's just basically kick out all muslims and and you know stop it at that but i posted something on facebook before i came in because my question was i said i think he's an evil idiot so i want to just preface that but what if he had said let's shut down our borders like france did Mm -hmm. when they had their attack 
would he would the backlash be the same? I think it wouldn't be the same because he, he shutting down our borders is not, is not singling out Muslims. Mm-hmm. That's just basically saying until we get a hand handle on what's just happened, we can't let anyone in or anyone out either. People trying to flee the country, but he, you know, he's so blatantly racist that he doesn't even try to to hide it. And it seems like the more racist he gets, the more popular he gets in the polls. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's very reality show. And you mentioned something when I first came in about Yeah, there's a this few theory. articles uh-huh. now that are going around that are saying that this is a false flag. <laughs> right, that he's <laughs> yeah, kind of doing this to throw the election Hillary's Yeah, way. yeah, for his friend Hillary and um, cuz they were close friends. He was a big Hillary supporter and financial contributor. Apparently, he's been a big contributor mm-hmm. to all campaigns over the years, mm-hmm. Republican and Democrat, but he was a Democrat. Yes. You know, he definitely was a Democrat. But now he's also threatening back to his thing about if I'm not respected by the Republicans, I will go out and become an independent. And of course, that's what you're saying. If he goes to be an independent, then it's going to throw the race to Hillary because yeah. the, the and, you know, the GOP is just freaking the fuck out. They can't they don't know what to do with him. You know what I mean? They just yeah. can't believe that his numbers. And now it's not even close to like Carson or the second person There the, the the numbers are just off the chart. Right. The difference the, 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 between he and the other candidates. So, um, it, it's, it's crazy. It's it's. It'll like be interesting to see how it plays out. I mean, we have almost a year still. We have mm-hmm. less than a year, but mm-hmm. um, I still feel like the only viable candidate they have is Rubio, and I don't agree with ninety percent of what he spouses either. Mm-hmm. But you know, he's Hispanic, and you can't win the election without the Hispanic vote. So. Um, but it'll be interesting because, you know, like we talked about, the GOP will decide who gets the nomination. It's not literally just based on who wins all the primaries. Right. I mean, ultimately, it's like high school. They still come down at the end and say, well, we don't like him, so we're not going to nominate him. <laughs> and that's where I think Trump will just go out and become an independent. Uh-huh. Um, also, uh, I don't know if you saw Time Magazine's Person of the Year today. It's um, Angela Merkel, the German chancellor, head of Germany. She's the first female person ever on the cover of time for person of the year apparently donald trump was third and one of the heads of i think the taliban or afghanistan one of the terrorist guys was going to be second caitlin jenner was fourth like they 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 listed who who they almost picked Mm -hmm. but the thing about angela merkel i i don't think a lot of people know who she is so i I kind of applaud time i mean they certainly weren't doing it to sell magazines because Mm -hmm. More pe- people are going to walk by it on the stand and not know who she is mm-hmm. and not really care, mm-hmm. honestly. But she's done amazing stuff for Germany. She's one of the first ones that is that's taken in all as many Syrian refugees as as possible, oh, okay. and she's been a real humanitarian mm-hmm. across the globe. So that was interesting. And then also, you know, the SAG nominations. I'm just all over the place today, <laughs> but the SAG nominations uh-huh. came out today. Um, for that's where they do the movies and the TV shows, and a lot of people feel that the SAG nominations are a real precursor to the Oscars because the actors make up the largest voting body in the Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to give a shout out in particular to Helen Mirren because she was nominated for this movie Woman in Gold, mm-hmm. which is based on my dear friend Maria Altman's life that came out early in the year. And I'm so glad because it came out like in February and I thought people would forget about her performance. Maria Altman was our friend who... Um, ended up suing the Austrian government for these famous Klimt paintings that her family had that the Nazis stole and took from her. And it was a huge, huge, like, 10-year legal battle. 
and Maria won like $400 million worth of artwork. Wow. But the movie was with um, Ryan Reynolds and Helen Mirren, and it was it's actually a really good movie. Um, so I was glad to see that. And then Sarah Silverman, who I'm, I'm just uh, in love with, um, has her first really heavy, heavy drama called I Smile Back. And I remember she, you talking about remember? that. Remember? Yeah. And she got she got a Best Actress nomination awesome. for SAGs. You which predicted is, she would do that. I was hoping, yeah. you know. I mean, it doesn't mean she'll get one for yeah. uh, for Oscars, but um, it's interesting because so many... I, I'm so far behind on movies. Like, I rarely go anymore. Mm-hmm. But I just wait to watch them when we get yeah, tapes. Right. But, like, for the Best Picture groups, I, I think I had heard of, like, Straight Outta Compton got, oh, a best, wow. got a Best Picture. They don't call it Best Picture. They call it Ensemble. Okay recognizing the actors mm-hmm. um that's one i do want to see though because a lot of people raved about that movie um so i want to see that one um as well mm-hmm. but you know it, it's interesting because the award season's kicking in now and yeah. we're going to do hot topics in entertainment uh the last wednesday mm-hmm. on the 30th mm-hmm. of this month and we'll get all into that but it's it's just funny the way they kind of wait and dump all the show all the all the good movies wait and come out right at the end of the year yeah and if you come out earlier you kind of get lost in the shuffle right but um, but anyway, yeah, so between that and all the stuff in the news, you know, I also put on Facebook today, if CNN says breaking news one more fucking time, <laughs> every single story yeah. they start with is breaking news. Mm-hmm. Wolf Blitzer, mm-hmm. Don Lemon, Anderson Cooper. And it's never, you know what I mean? It, it could be just their, one of their third stories they're going to lead off the day with, and it's breaking news. So anyway... Um, I'm a news junkie and I sit all day long with the TV on. If I'm working at home, I have the TV on. I, I go between The View, Wendy Williams, The Talk, Hollywood Live Today, <laughs> CNN. I mean, I flip through all of them. So I'd, I'd like to think I'm an equal opportunity uh, person. I'm mm-hmm. shallow and also deep. <laughs> I think Andy Cohen has a new show coming out called Deep and Shallow, by the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Mm. Um, but Certainly Not Deep is going to be our guest coming up today. And mm. we had... We had some technical problems last week, yeah. and we were not able to get Danny Pintoro on the show, but um, he, he is kind enough to call back in today. Great. So he's going to be joining us in a little while, and we're going to talk sort, sort of pick up on the conversation we had last week where we talked about Remembrance uh, World AIDS Day mm-hmm. and HIV education and where we are and the drugs and all the stuff that we talked about last week. It's kind of cool because we had that, mm-hmm. and we discussed everything, and now we can bring Danny into the conversation and get his take on what's next and the future of HIV and all that stuff. So we are going to hopefully get Danny coming up. Uh, We'll take our first break. And when we come back, we'll have Danny. And if if not, we'll continue on. You're listening to One on One with Jasper Cole. The wound heals, but it never does. That's because you at war with love. You at war with love. Yeah. Scars don't look like they're fading Don't look like they're ever gone away They ain't never gonna change These bad love Never let a wound ruin me But I feel like ruins wooing me Arrow holes that never close from Cupid on a shooting spree Feeling stupid cause I know it ain't no you and me but when you're trying to beat the odds up and trying to keep your nods up And you know that you should know and let it go But the fear of the unknown hone another lover's phone Sends you back into the zone With no Tom Hanks to bring you home Another not a fighter on the front line with a pawn 
Trying to write yourself a rifle Maybe chopping up a song To fight the tanks and drones Are you being I alone? I wish I never could I wish I never touched I wish that I could stop loving you so much, much. Cause I'm the only one that's trying to keep us together yeah. When all of us I say that I should forget uh -huh. it I wish you were the best, best The best I ever had yeah. I wish that the good outweighed the bad Cause yeah. it'll never be over Screaming medic The only thing that comes Is the post-traumatic stresses Shields, body, armors, and vests Don't properly work That's why you're in a locker full of hurt The enemy within And all the fires from your friends The best medicines To probably just let her I win I wish I could feel Wish I could love I wish that I could stop Cause it hurts so much, so much. And I'm the only one That's trying to keep us together yeah. When all of the signs say That I should forget her yeah. I wish you were the best Best, best I ever had hey. I wish that the good outweighed the bad Cause huh. it'll never be over one with Jasper Cole. All right. Welcome back. Here we are. One-on-one -on -one with Jasper Cole. Uh, once again, Twitter, one-on-one -on -one J. Cole. Facebook, one-on-one -on -one with Jasper Cole. And uh, go to our website, ubnradiotv.com. Check out our sponsors, 25 now. Buy something so we can keep working. Um, anyway, to continue our discussion, we're, we're waiting on our guest today, Danny Pintaro, to call us in. But... Um, yeah, we're just sort of covering some of the hot topics. and But back to talking about HIV, JW just shared some really uh, encouraging news. He was saying, tell everyone about this 
uh, weekend, the, some statistics were released in West Hollywood. Yeah, I was HIV. at an HIV um, AIDS fundraiser for, actually it was a holiday party for the Thrive Tribe, who we've had Kevin on. Who um, was great last yeah, week. last week, speaking yeah. about, you know, how far we've come and, and what we're still working on. And, and, and it was excellent to um, hear the news from John Duran that uh, they did some testing during Pride with the mobile testing units, and not one single test came back That's HIV amazing. positive. So people are using prep. They're they're getting more educated, uh, and and transmission rates are going down. So that's excellent. And it was that just for West Hollywood? As far as I it? know, it was for just West Hollywood. I'm not saying that there were no cases reported in West Hollywood. I'm saying that in that particular, in that particular time period, period. In that, and and with the mobile mobile, um, as far as I understand, with the mobile uh, testing unit, that there was no reported cases of HIV. That's amazing. Yeah. So, you know, that's something I want to talk to Danny about with PrEP, the whole PrEP discussion yeah. also to see his take. Because it's controversial. We talked about that last week. Yes. Um, and I, t- I was honest to admit that I was not rah-rah in the beginning. I was uneducated about it. Mm-hmm. I was just going off of my em- first emotional like response, not really knowing a lot about it. Well, I think a lot of people do that. I mean, it's, you know, we've come a long way. Right. And, and we have so much further to go, which yes. we talked about. Right. But, um... But yeah, so that's something I want to talk to Danny about. And you know, it, the other thing too is that uh, it's interesting. I was reading some more stuff on Danny since he's come out and mm-hmm. become an act. You know, there's it's interesting in that I don't know if it's not just the gay community, but I feel like sometimes within subcultures, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has an opinion on everything, and I notice how he's been criticized you know he got criticized for talking about he thinks he got it from oral sex and people went after him for that and right. then other people you know were saying that you know he's not he's not uh, versed enough to talk about it mm-hmm. but he's been positive for m- many years a number of years mm-hmm. I, I don't want to misspeak how many he can tell us mm-hmm. but it's you know it's not like a Caitlyn Jenner who just transitioned right. and right. then I mean Danny has been living with this for a while yes um, and has been sort of walking the walk so I felt that criticism was not founded and in defense of Caitlyn Jenner I will say that you know there's no defense of her I'm kidding well, no, I'm, I'm, kidding. Just gonna, I'm just gonna Go say ahead. this that I mean he kept the secret of being a woman for so long and right. then finally embraced the true essence of who she really is right. you know I, and, and I, I get the pronouns a little screwed up you know when having this conversation but you know, so I guess it's just it's it's such a sensitive thing. I mean, I you see, you saw Bruce rise up to fame and become you know this 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 model of masculinity and and become uh, known for his accomplishments. Mm-hmm. You know, as an athlete, Olympic and- yeah, and and that epitomizes what you know a true man or masculinity is right. all about. And then to have that secret that whole time, right? That you know, I don't identify with being a man. I identify with being a woman. But yet, I need to probably. From all the the, the you know the uh, exposure he had as a athlete mm-hmm. was forced to maybe stay in right. in that closet for so long. Right. I mean, it's well, but ironically, now that we know when right. we look back to his face changing and stuff over the years, yeah. and he's talked about he was actually getting uh, he was on female hormones mm-hmm. back in the early nineties and was gonna come out then and he didn't. So yeah. no, I have t- total compassion yeah. for his experience. Mm-hmm. I just I haven't loved. I haven't loved how he's handled it since he came out, mm-hmm. but that's me criticizing again. You know, mm-hmm. I think the I was such a fan of the show when it first started. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm of, st- of the I am Kate. I'm gonna still be watching yeah. it the second season. Yeah, because I love his supporting his posse of women. Yeah. Um. But you know, again, I think with 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 her, with her yes. now with her. Right. 
um, she's she's allowed to grow on this next season, right. and, and you know, and I think she, to her defense, she didn't have to come out at all. I mean, she was not. Yes, she was hounded, and we knew she was going through a transition. But yeah. she could have just transitioned, right? And not sp- and not become a spokesperson. So, mm-hmm. so I give her credit for that, right? Right. And you know, people are slamming her because she's a Republican. I mean, here's the thing: I, I'm not one of those liberal Democrats that can't be friends with other Republicans. Mm-hmm. I, we can agree to disagree. Yeah. We can't really agree to disagree on like basic human civil rights, like marriage. Mm-hmm. There's just certain things that I. I can't no, I disagree on. I agree with you. But in terms of policy and mm-hmm. stuff like that, you know, I don't have a problem with having, because I do, I have some friends that are Democrat that they literally will just not have a conversation with a Republican. Mm-hmm. And it goes both ways. <laughs> we know Republicans who won't have it. And then you get into the whole gay Republican yeah. and then people really lose their shit on that. Right. Because they just think that's such an oxymoron, like gay Republican. Um, but no, so I'm actually... Looking forward to the second season of I Am Kate. I think it would be great if Kate paired up with Jazz and they did maybe some sort of right. you know, cross promotion. Right. I know it's two different networks, whatever, but I mean, just the fact that they're sharing the same mission in many ways. Do you think, Caitlin, because here's the thing, just because you transition, you're still the same soul and you're still the same person. Yeah. Bruce was, is, was very emotionally detached, just like Kate is. Mm-hmm. I I see the exact nothing's changed in that respect. I I kind of see Caitlyn as being very still very narcissistic, mm-hmm. still very um, disconnected to 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 the real world. Okay, and part of that may just be the lifestyle Bruce led, and then the lifestyle. Well, she's Well, I lead. wonder who is Caitlyn's therapist, and if and if she's getting enough therapy, right. or what kind of therapy she's you know. Well, I know you. I mean, at the very least, you have to get. You have to go yeah. legally. You have to go right. through a year of therapy. Right. But I mean, I'm sure. But see, that's my problem. My point. I don't see. I first of all, I don't know her at all. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm yeah. judging her based on right what you've seen. But there is a pattern with her personality going back to Bruce that she's very um, shut down uh-huh. emotionally, even when. Like she would go when they went to visit the underprivileged people in San Francisco. There was the group of transgendered women that were having a hard time. You know, uh, Candace and these other girls, you could just see their true emotions or whatever. And and maybe it's all the Botox or the face surgery, but there's not a lot of expression or emotion with Caitlin. So I but again, I don't know her. Right. And I'm trying not to judge people that I don't know. Yeah. But when you put yourself out on a TV, a ra- reality show, you're basically saying, "Judge you, me because you I'm." You are, but I'm as here. you know, so much gets edited to make right. it look whatever they want it to. But look being like, an executive producer on the show, she has control. control over yeah. the editing. Yeah. No, I don't know how you. much, but right now that Chris is not managing her career, she maybe is not savvy <laughs> enough to, you know. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I wonder, too, if it has a lot to do with the emotional side and not really being connected to your emotions because you're living a lie for so long or or having to live in the closet, maybe not living a lie, but mm-hmm. having to live in a closet and, and, and to, um, you know, please others versus right. pleasing yourself. And I and that, and I and what I'm saying is I totally would saw could see that when he was bruised. Mm-hmm. But I don't see much difference now with Caitlin. Mm-hmm. I see the same sort of shut down thing yeah even though she's saying she's freer and i'm sure she feels freer and she doesn't owe me any she doesn't have to be appreciative but if you do a reality show and you put yourself out there you're asking to be judged basically Mm -hmm. but again 
It, 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 listen, her speech at the ESPY Awards is worth everything. I mean, she, yes, I love that. Speech. She changed. She's changed so many people's thoughts yeah. on transgender. So whatever criticism, it's minor con- compared to what good she has done. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I'm. I applaud her for that. Yeah. But that goes to Candace Kane and and um, right the other women on the show. See, unfortunately, I can't remember their names. I mean, you know. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, there's a really zoftic black woman that's very funny on there as well. That's part of the posse. So, mm-hmm. and then the doctor, the teacher, the professor that I like. Um, but anyway, I'm glad it got picked up and it's coming back. So, speaking of that, were you just so excited about Kanye and Kim's baby? See, oh, I don't really okay. follow the Kardashians, to be about honest them. with you. I was just, I was just really happy that, that Caitlyn had that platform to come out on because right. it did change a lot of people's Yeah, and apparently, because I won't watch the Kardashians, apparently right. there were some really good episodes uh, toward the last end when, when Caitlyn sat down with them and talked yeah. and stuff like that. But um, but it's, you know, we, it's, we're, we're living in really progressive, amazing times, yeah, you know? Yeah, we I are. Mean, I think, and when we had Kyler on a couple of weeks ago, right. um, talking about just as far as I mean, we can sit and talk about how much further we have to come, have to go. But we've, you know, we've come so far, and the trans community is actually, I think, where the gay community was twenty. Would you say twenty years ago? Maybe. I mean, it, but yeah, they're, I know they're, what you're but saying, now yeah. they're getting their time. They're getting their due. Right. Much much deserved. Just do. Yeah. Did you ever see that movie Trinidad? I think it's what it's called. I did not. Yeah, it's about the uh, transgender, um, all the surgeries that take place in oh, Trinidad. Oh, Trinidad. That's yeah. one of the big. I've yeah. seen a, one of the. Do- there's a there's a transgender doctor. Mm-hmm. There's a male to yeah. female. Marcy is Lee that where Bowers? she is? Okay, I've seen her like on sixty minutes or other shows. Yeah, she moved her practice to San Mateo. I think in 2010. But, yeah, but originally was. I want to say maybe she was on one of the I am Kate's. Really? I That's think, what I was wondering or, when you are talking about. Or maybe when he did the Diane Sawyer. I, I mean, I've seen her many times on shows. Okay. She's she's amazing, too, because she's she yeah. transitioned, and now she devoted her practice to to doing the surgeries. So that's amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're, you know, it, it's we're in a really exciting we time. Really are, yeah. You know, I think, um, what am I, 51? I lie so much, I have to think about it. <laughs> I mean, I just think about what's ahead and the next whatever, you know. I Already what I've seen happen is, uh, is pretty amazing. Really but even is. like we talked about with HIV, mm-hmm. I mean, we look what's happening now with PrEP and look at all the medications and all the people we know that are positive. Mm-hmm. And that are yeah. living with this, right. um, you know, it's it's an amazing time. And again, when we speak to Danny, you know, I want him to also chime in on his take about the medications and side effects and stuff like that. And everybody's had their own personal journey with it. You know, it's different for each person. Yes. And the long term effects and that kind of thing. So um, but if anyone um, can we can take callers today, right? Yeah, we can. What's definitely. the number? JW? Yeah, the three, two, three, eight, four, three, two, eight. Two six yeah. Call in and let's open up the lines if you want to discuss anything about any of the hot topics and especially about um, uh, coming up with Danny Pintoro and HIV and you know where you think we are with the movement and where do we have to go from here and Mm -hmm. yada 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 and all that good stuff. Um, We also have the chat room too. If you like, yeah, in in the the chat chat room. room. Mm -hmm. Yes, I see Dara's in there. Dennis is in there. Hello, hello. Uh, Well, first of all, Dara Zangskelly, Entertainment District. Dara, you know she remembers Maria Altman back to Woman in Gold, the movie, because Dara and her father, her dad, had season tickets to the opera, and my godfather Hans and Maria were best friends since they were eighteen years old. 
Maria had season tickets, I believe, right next door. So, yeah. So that was an amazing time. But I'm getting word that I think we're now being joined by our very special guest today. Do we have Danny on the line? Hi. Hey, Danny. How are you? This is Jasper. I'm good. How are you, sir? Well, listen, welcome to the show. Um, I have my producer, JW, here as well. Hey, Danny. Good to hear from you. I produce their JW. That's such a full title. This is my producer, JW. That sounded very, very efficient. Now, do are you okay with me calling you Danny? Do you prefer Daniel? I, I don't. What, what do you prefer? Yeah, yeah. Nobody knows. It seems. Uh, No, I mean honestly, um, uh, for interviews and for any sort of public appearances and all that, I'm always going to go by Danny. I don't think anyone could ever get in the habit of calling me anything else. Um, but, you know, I always introduce myself as Daniel, and, you know, close friends call me Dan or Daniel. Got it. Um, but, yeah, no, in this context, it's never a bad thing. Well, I didn't want to be presumptuous and just... I will never get away from Danny. I'll never get away from him. Well, <laughs> what I love about you is you've never really, you know, you've always sort of embraced that. I, I, I've never thought of you as one that was trying to run away from your your acting career and who's the boss. And I, I'm an actor as well, 30 years, by the yeah. way. So I just wanted to say, you know... Um, there's probably a lot of who's the boss people fans listening and logging in so i i want to applaud you because prior to the, your coming out with your hiv status i've always thought you handled yourself amazingly well as a as a former quote child star star because we know you know there's always oh. that sort of <laughs> You know, we can go down the list of yeah. them that haven't fared so well. So I just wanted to applaud you because I, yeah. I've always felt you handled yourself really, really well. I appreciate that, and you know, the, the truth is, I didn't, I didn't really handle myself as well as people think I did. I was just able to sort of keep it quiet. Well, um, yes, and I keep saying that to people. You know, it's like, um, how was I able to keep? you know, my, my positive status quiet for so long. Mm -hmm. And I think one, it speaks to sort of my character as a person. People just didn't feel like that was the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. But I also think it's partly because I, I will, like you say, I I learned how to be a good celebrity. I learned how to do it right. Right. Um, And that was thanks to my parents, you know, like it's, it's the kind of thing where you, you, you have to get into being an actor and know that all of that comes with the territory. And if you're not able to put on a smile, and be the brightest of stars outside of being on camera while you're, you know, at the grocery store or right. wherever it might be. If you're not able to handle that or not interested in handling that, you shouldn't be an actor. Because the, somebody taught me once, um, fans will never talk about you unless you piss them off or unless you treat them poorly. <laughs> and then they will tell the story a hundred ho- uh, times yeah. over. Yes. But if you treat them well and have a good conversation with them, they're either not going to tell the story just because there's nothing to say, or they'll say, wow, he was so great. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be the guy who everyone has, oh, well, let me tell you my name <laughs> story. You know, like, I don't want to be that guy. Right. You know? I, I hear you. I anyone who gets into acting shouldn't want to be that guy. Well, aren't you, aren't you just relieved in so many ways that, that, that social media wasn't really on, on the scene during a lot of your, like, quote, growing up years after who's the boss. I mean, I'm 51. I'm much older than you. And I thank God that when I look back on my crazy years, let's call it, you know, thank God there was no, (laughs) you know what I mean? There was no iPhone. There were not (laughs) photos taken and TMZ and all the social media stuff because you can't, it's so hard to get away. Yes. It's definitely worse for sure. Um, I think it's kind of a mixed bag in one sense. I feel like I could have been more, 
of 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 a beacon of light for people who were coming out as being gay mm-hmm. if there was more social media at the time because one of the problems was I was so busy with Stanford that I just didn't have time to I, mean, I couldn't leave at, at the time what would I have done like left school and traveled around the country and like talked to people but if I'd had the formats of Facebook and Twitter I could have started you know making some posts and writing some stories right. in between finals you know but there just wasn't an option for that. Right, that's a good um, point. But yes. don't get me wrong, some of the bad stuff that I did was <laughs> definitely, uh, you know, accessible through uh, various platforms on the Internet. So, <laughs> right, yeah, no, right. I was not an exception in that role. Well, the good thing is, too, I mean, you know, I guess everything... I. Not to be too like spiritual, but I am. But I believe everything happens in the right time, you know. And we, we find oh, ourselves, yeah. you know, we find ourselves where we are at the right time. And and uh, uh, by the way, I literally, I watch. Uh, where are they now? That's just something I TiVo. I just happened. I didn't even hear ahead of time that you were going to be coming out on that show. I just happened to sit down and turn on the TV and was watching it when it happened. So for me, uh, it, it was amazing because I hadn't had this sort of build up in the press before, you know, and so, um, yeah, yeah. and I just have to, again, tell you, you handled yourself yeah, so, so wonderful. It was, a, it was a wonderful interview and I, I applaud you and, and everything you've done since then too. We talked a little before you came on about in the gay community, I think in any subculture, in any community, you know, it's almost like you're damned if you do sometimes if you're damned if you don't, because, uh, you know, we're our, we're sense. our own worst critics sometimes. And, I just thought, you know, I know you know as a public figure, you're prepared when you put it out there that you're going to get a backlash. But it's just interesting. And by, of course, you by all your good stuff, it was many more good, good response than bad. But it just pissed me off a little bit that people wanted to question parts of your story. And I always say, you know, this is his story. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not speaking for an entire yeah. group of people. So Exactly, yeah. And I was so glad that you talked about... It's a really about, fine line. Well, I was glad you talked about the oral sex issue, if we can just go there for a second, because, you know, there's I've always felt there's been this sort of delusional thing in the gay community around HIV that, you know, you can't get it from, from oral sex. And, you know, and we know you can. And so... It, it, I've heard from a lot of people who say that that's how they... You know, here's the reason I think that I got some... Okay, so let me put it into context. A lot of the backlash came specifically from other HIV activists. Mm-hmm. And that was the setting part for me because I really sort of wanted to... I want to become them. I want to do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And so for them to sort of tell me I was doing it wrong was was really upsetting. Uh, what a lot of people don't know is that uh, in the past, a lot of people who were coming out in the community as activists and as you know, someone who was willing to talk about having HIV or AIDS, they all sort of said that it came from oral sex. And in a lot of cases, they found that that was not true, Mm -hmm. you know, that they were just not willing to sort of talk about the extent of what they'd been doing. Right. So there's this kind of like negative backlash coming with the idea of saying that, you know, and I understand that. Mm -hmm. I understand that. I, I think people thought that I was trying to, you know, avoid telling the whole story, which mm-hmm. is baffling to me because I've pretty much told you the whole story. I right. mean, like, I, I have gone into details about the stuff I've done while on that. I have gone into those details. So why would I all of a sudden... Right. Know, why would you pick that one one thing to sort of not be honest about? Yeah. I, I didn't buy that either, the, yeah, the backlash. That, that was the weird part, you know. It's like... But but I also understand that idea, and I understand the idea that, you know, that could be perceived. Right. Um, 
I think some of it is that, you know, if you really, as, now that I've gotten further into it, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't want to scare people into thinking that oral sex is, you know, that, uh, it's that easy. You know, I right. think that that's part of where they're coming from as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. It's, it's a, a fine, it's a fine line. It's a, yeah, it's a fine line. It's a fine line. Well, it, it yeah, just, someone said it perfectly. They said, it's funny that that's what they pick up on instead of the fact that a meth induced weekend, <laughs> uh, what, however he got it was what actually brought him there. Right. Like, I, I think, I think, I think if you were going to sugarcoat your story, you probably would have left out the meth. You know what yeah. I mean? You, you, you probably would have yeah, left. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think that's why people were like, well, how could he pinpoint that that's how he received it? Because if you're on meth and you're partying and all that, they're like, well, he, was he in control? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Well, the good Yeah, new- and you know, that's a, that's a tough one, too. But mm-hmm. meth's the kind of thing where you're definitely not in control, but you definitely will remember what you did and what you didn't do. Okay, right. Um, you know, I've had a lot of people coming to me with stories about that they got too drunk and they just don't remember whether they were safe or not, and then they get the news at some point later. Mm-hmm. And that can happen with anyone, and that can happen at the drop of a hat. Yeah. And, and, and that's the big story. The, the big idea to get back to is that you don't have to have been doing meth mm-hmm. to you know, become that in contact with HIV and that quickly. Uh, I've heard so many stories. and it's, I mean, I had one guy who said that uh, he and his partner had decided to open up the relationship to give it a try, that one guy, right. and that guy gave him HIV. Wow. You know, it's that easy. It's that easy. Um, you I'm, know, so it's, it, it's so sad, but people just can't forget that it just takes one time. So right. there has to be a blood-to-semen or a blood-to-blood kind of uh, interaction for that to happen, though, correct? Yeah. Well, um, yeah, well, uh, it's some sort of exposure uh, in some capacity, yes. Yeah. Um, well, but for, that's less difficult... To achieve than you think because right. you know most people are having. I mean, you've had people have anal sex. It's not that easy, and right. there's always you know <laughs> unless you're really good at it. Right. There's a chance that you're creating some sort of tear, a little moment in there that mm-hmm. could just instantly put you in contact. You know? Right. Well, which brings me to this. I think that's partly why the risk is higher with uh, gay men. You know. It, right. Especially with bottoming. Well, it brings me around to this topic now of, of prep mm-hmm. and the being undetectable. You know, yeah. there's this. Um, I was honest. I've been honest to say. In I was sort of. I I initially reacted very emotional uh, against prep because I don't know if it's a generational thing. Just because, you know, I kind of fell in between the generation that you know I, I'm 51, so I didn't lose hundreds of friends, but I know people who did, and then. I just I just didn't understand it. I wasn't educated on prep and I was sort of judging it without knowing the facts. But now that I'm seeing the outcome of it and how well it's doing, I'm just curious, what is your take on prep and what and the success of it right yeah. now? Yeah. It's been a tough one for me too in a sense. I, I the more I read about it and the more I learn and the more stories I hear, I'm sort of coming around to a mm-hmm. place with it. Mm-hmm. Um I will always say that a complete conversation has to happen with press and that it is part of your arsenal of protection. It is not the only means of protection. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's one of the misconceptions, you know. Um, I've been in instances and I've heard stories where the guy says, uh, I'm negative, but I'm prep. And and the answer for me is, okay, well, that's fine, but what other STIs do you have Mm -hmm. going on and Mm -hmm. do you know if you have any? That's, That's the answer to prep in the sense that 
it's an important tool and it should be something that everyone considers to do. Right. When you have a 96% chance of preventing yourself from getting HIV just by taking this pill and you're sexually active, right. you should be on it. Right. But the responsibility turns to not using condoms necessarily, but having that conversation saying, oh, good, I'm glad you're on PrEP. When was the last time you were checked for other STIs? Mm -hmm. And the thing you have to remember, too, with PrEP is that it's they're already taking more steps than a whole hell of a lot of other people to protect themselves and to protect you. And to get a prescription for PrEP, you need to go back and see your doctor at least four times a year, right, to get right. that refill, right. to get that prescription mm -hmm. refilled, mm -hmm. which means that guy is getting tested for a barrage of STIs mm -hmm. at least four times a year, which is more than... A hell of a lot of people. That's a good exactly. point. That's a so great point. You have to remember that. Um, they're already taking better care of themselves mm -hmm. just by being open to it. Yeah, they might be very promiscuous. That might be their choice for life at this moment. Or they might want to choose, you know, they, they prefer the intimacy that comes without a condom. But if they're doing all the other stuff that it takes to, you know, protect themselves, mm -hmm then I'm really good for it. It's the ones that, you know, sort of really just take advantage of the situation. There's right. always going to be those people. That's in every true. Scenario, there is. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Now um, remind everyone by anyone. But you can't go ahead. Keep it negative because of that. You can't, you know, turn it negative just because, right. just because of it. Be a, section, a section of people. Yeah. Yeah, well, those of us just joining, we're listening, or you're speaking and listening with uh, Danny Pintaro, HIV uh, ad, 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 advocate. advocate. God, mm -hmm. I've just felt like I had a mini, advocate, mini, mini stroke here, yeah. sorry. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to say actor and actor, yeah. activist. Activist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. activist. Yeah, activist. Um, you're joining us here today. So remind everyone how long you've been positive, Danny. Uh, 12 years. See, uh, going on uh 13 in uh, March. Wow. And again, this is why I say to everyone, I'm so glad that in many ways you waited to come out with your story because mm -hmm. you have walked the walk. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You have totally been doing, you've, you've li been living this for 12 years. And so you've been through the medications, the side effects, the, the and I'm, I'm assuming I can't speak for you, but you know what I mean? There, there, it's not a, always a walk in yeah. the park. Mm -hmm. And, I think a lot of people, the, the younger generation, the millennials, I, I feel so bad for the right, millennials. Right. We say that word like it's such a, a bad word now. But for a lot of the younger people, you know, I just I just don't want this message to get out there that HIV is so like, oh, you just take a pill and, wow. you know, and and it's and you're fine. And, oh, you know, the biggest. Yeah. Yeah. So you were out to close friends, Danny, were, or were you, did you have support from organizations or anything like that oh, secretly yeah. or like? No, nobody. No, none at all. Uh, wow. I have, there has, I mean, I've never shied away from telling anyone about my, my being positive. Okay. Um, I, you know, I, I was worried for years and years that someone would start talking about it, but I also just learned something really interesting recently, which is that it's actually against the law for anyone mm -hmm. to talk about any, mm -hmm. um, uh, medical condition That's right. about anyone without their consent, without their permission. So if I had known that, I would have been able to relax a little bit, you know, uh, in terms of sort of the worry. But no, I never hesitated telling anyone um, you know, you've got to have a good support group. And you that's do, the yeah. biggest thing that I try to sort of get across to anyone who comes to tell me that they're HIV positive. You know, the number of guys who have written to me and said that I'm the fifth person that they're telling about being positive or mm -hmm. that um, you know, their family and friends don't know, but they're telling me, I feel honored, but I also feel sad because 
it, it's so important to have a support group when mm-hmm. it comes to being positive, mm-hmm. just to have someone to talk to. Right. But, you know, that stigma just gets in the way, yeah. and no one can seem to have that conversation. We'll get them there. We're going to get them there. And, and knowledge is power, you know, it would mm-hmm. just with even just taking charge of your own health. You know, it's amazing what happens when you, yeah. you get a diagnosis. You suddenly become, you have to sort of become your own advocate and you you know you learn as much as you can on everything about the the virus and the disease so i don't like the word disease the virus well, the, the condition i know yeah me too but here's the thing the stigma is so bad and the stigma is so strong that mm-hmm. even when a guy finds out about it mm-hmm. he's too afraid to go and find out information about right. it he's too afraid to educate in himself. denial he's yeah. too afraid that just by searching for it on the internet someone will figure out that he's positive right or to go to a clinic, what if he runs into somebody he knows there? So there are a lot of instances where that's not happening. Mm-hmm. They're not getting treatment. They're not going on medication because they're too afraid to even bring themselves to get tested in the first place, right. never mind actually learn about what they have. Right. You know? That's true. That's a great point. You know, we spoke last week on uh, World AIDS Day. We were talking about the future of HIV, and there's this, there's this debate, not debate, but there's a discussion about, you know, for long-term survivors people who've been on the meds for a long time, a lot of the funding now seems to be going more toward, which which is great, going more toward PrEP and the prevention. But, you know, for people who are, are relying on these drugs as they live longer, I, I get a little afraid sometimes when companies like Merck are not putting the money into new medications like they were before. Do you have a take on that at all? And how do you feel about the future of these uh-huh. It's, yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not worried about them. There right. are enough options right now. They're even coming out with new options. They're still working on new medications, but those are very focused medications. Right. They're predominantly focusing on um, creating a medication for someone who is already resistant to several of the other options mm-hmm. for medication. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so those are the people that I worry about most, the ones who've gotten to a place. Do you know what that means, resistant? Do you yeah. know what I mean by that? Yes, that's when you're, you're, the, viral, the virus is not, it's not uh, it's mutated, mutated mm-hmm. and, it, and your viral loads start going back up again, right? So you're not, it's not working. But the regime is not working. Yeah. You, either because you stopped taking the medication for some reason or, um, well, I'll tell you the other version in a moment, but what happens is the virus adapts really quickly mm-hmm. and it, it, the virus itself becomes resistant to the medications you're taking. So right. there are no longer options. Mm-hmm. But within each medication, there are three medications. And so if you should become resistant to one of those three, you can't take any of any the medicines of that yeah, have right. that particular medication in it. Mm-hmm. The other problem, too, is that a lot of guys end up, when they get HIV, they're immediately um, resistant because the strain of HIV that they were given already had resistance. Right, uh, right. And the mm-hmm. person that gave it to them, you know, so that's a big problem as well. And there's um, this... I don't worry about them, though, because I think their medications are strong enough and they're going to be strong enough for a long time. I'm more worried about the stuff that comes with having taken this incredibly strong yes. chemical mix mm-hmm. of chemicals on the body. For 15 yeah. years. Yes. yes. We're seeing now, that's the part that's we're, we're seeing some, you know, high cholesterol, some heart issues, mm-hmm. um, obviously issues. livers, I mean, liver and t- kidney, that's mm-hmm. just true of any mm-hmm. medications. Oh, yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I think, I think, you know, th- they, they have the genotype and the phenotype, they have the testing now that can sort of let people know what they're going to be resistant to 
medication wise before yeah, they, yeah. which is amazing, which is it's which, a little bit expensive to to do that. So what what they generally do first is give you a, a sequence of medications and find out if that works. And if it doesn't work, then they can sort of have a better idea that they need to do those resistance tests. Right. Um, and that generally works unless you're you know really really. Um, on the verge of sort of being, you know, in the AIDS category. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's, I'm more concerned with the millennial, millennials, and I'm glad that we're focusing on them because that's the generation that just doesn't understand. Right. And I swear, in all the conversations we've had in the last few months, nobody can seem to figure out how to reach that generation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the closest we've come to figuring it out is that they tend to, they tend to not want to be told what to do. They want to be empowered. Mm-hmm, and right. the way to empower someone is to provide them the information and then hope that they do something with it. Right. For mm-hmm. me, that's not enough. Right. So it's it, a really tough one. I, I, I yeah. Well, you know, I, we're, it, it, ironically, it's a generation, and I'm speaking generally, but it's sort of a generation that is so disconnected in many ways to you know they are all they grew up with their phones and their tablets and their social yeah. media so mm-hmm. their the interaction with like human contact sometimes is so <laughs> you know what i mean so i i guess yeah. one great way is people are targeting the messages obviously on social media and the network you know mm-hmm. internet yeah. but it's well, all that, you yeah you have to do that of course right mm-hmm. but, but i'm thinking of taking it one step further uh, and i don't know quite how to do it because I want to sort of not make it sort of a shaming situation, mm-hmm. but at the same time, that generation is incredibly connected to trends. Right. Mm-hmm. Everything in their life is trendy in some way, shape, or form. They've got the coolest phone, they've got the best dress out, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is that you're supposed to be using, tweeting, sharing, whatever it might be, right? <laughs> right. So what if we found a way to make it not trendy to not know your status? Mm-hmm. Or... You know, I can't be your friend un- until you get tested. That's I- a great idea. I don't idea. know how you do that. Right. But mm. I think that would work. Obviously, you make it. You make it uncool. Right? You make it uncool to not be to not know your status. Mm-hmm. You know, to not be up on. Yeah, and, HIV. and if it's uncool, everyone's going to go out and get tested, and right. then we eliminate so many new infections just instantly. It's like, but how do you do that? You know. Well, you know, everything is Tinder and Grinder. <laughs> Tinder and Grinder, maybe something with Tinder where you have to. There has to be some talk. Or started in the started in the media, you know, with 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 the entertainment industry, with with movies, with with some influence that maybe Television. they would, yeah, TV, whatever. Oh, yeah, Commercial. I feel like it could be uh, a campaign, a campaign mm-hmm. like uh, No Hate mm-hmm, or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where everybody changes their profile picture to whatever the symbol is for that new organization. Right. It's like you know, green and flowers. If you know your status. That's or a great idea. If you don't have this green and flowers picture over your picture, then everybody knows you haven't been tested. Right. So everyone's going to go, I don't know. But how do you control that and actually not, you know, people aren't just doing it anyway. Um, yeah, it's really, it's, it's a tough one, but it would make a world of difference, I think, if we could find a way to, to really, turn it to into lock them something in, that's cool to or not cool. Because they're not going to listen to the fear. They don't understand the fear. And no. they're not going to listen to, well, in 20 years from now, after taking these medications for a long time, your body's going to start doing this. They're not going to hear that because they're still invincible. That's an age so we all were invincible. Through, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. How do you, you break know, through? Yeah, so it's a tough one. Well, how how can people uh, reach out to you? Or is there a website? Is there s- social media? How would you like to stay connected oh, to the listeners? It's just Danny Pintaro on everything. Everything, um, perfect. Uh, Twitter and Facebook. Uh, yeah, and I've been keeping really up on it. You know, I don't have an organization myself yet or any of that, mm-hmm. but what I've been telling people to do is anytime I post something, um, it generally includes a link to some organization or some program. And there's always something you can do for them, even if it's just getting involved or retweeting some of the things that they're tweeting. Yes. Great. So that would be my first. Well, and also congratulate, congratulations oh, on, on your marriage. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yes, we're um, going on, uh, oh, God, March will be uh, two years? Holy oh, wow. moly. I God, know. Time passes, doesn't it? <laughs> I, I got married a year wow. ago in October after being, we were together 18 years, but, it, you know, it, it's still, it's, there's something different now when you're married. I don't know. It, 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 it is different. I can't explain it. So, hmm. yeah, it just feels better. It, it, yeah, no, it, and it's a good thing. It's a but, good thing. You know, we're there, but that's the big thing that I've been saying, and it's, I'll leave you with this, you know, like, as a community, we're incredibly good at rallying, yes. right? Mm-hmm. When the epidemic first happened, everyone and their brother went out and did something, whether that be, you know, waving signs or writing politicians or bringing food to people who were really sick. They got involved and we made change. Mm-hmm. We did that again very recently with marriage equality and yep. Prop 8. Yes, indeed. How I got into this thought in the first place. Everyone and their brother did something in some way, shape, or form, even in the social media world, which that just means that you, you know, uh, changed your profile picture. They got involved, and we made change. Right. But I, I, I challenge you to find a time in the last 10 or 15 years when, as a community, as a group, within, we rallied to make HIV and mass go away. Right. Mm-hmm. You're not going to find a time. Right. So it's it's time for us to rally within, not without, or not without. Without is that the right yes, word? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. No, you're right. You know, we're I've capable all, I, of it. So now's the time. Yes. Well, I'm with you, and everyone, listen, Danny. We, if you ever next time you're back in L.A., we'd love to have you live in the studio. That would be fantastic. Well, yeah. And I'm sorry. Sorry about last we'll week, it, but, but I'm sure. glad we were able to hook this up for this week and. Um, thank you so much. Yes. Much continued success with everything, and God bless you. Thank and you. Uh, have a great, happy holidays. Also, have a wonderful holiday. Happy holidays and happy new year. All right, um, buddy. Thank. It was wonderful to chat with you. Thank you, you so too. much. Thank you, Danny. Thanks, Danny. Take care. Bye bye. Have a great day. You too. Wow, that was a great interview. Yes. I'm really, I'm a fan of his as a as a human being. Mm-hmm. I really think he's just an amazing, he really is guy, and I'm really, really excited and mm-hmm. just think he, what I think he's got great ideas and mm-hmm. he's going to really and make very it. brave. Put and and, he, out there. and he's a very smart guy. Yeah, you know, he's a Stanford graduate. Mm-hmm. And, and before we go, the la- one of the most important things he said is about having such a good family mother and father when he was a child mm-hmm. actor and i think that's that's what has given Except him a great example. foundation mm-hmm. for the rest of his his life so with yeah. jw yeah it's over I- <laughs>
Another oh, show in the can. It just blew by so quickly. I know, right? Yeah. So I know everyone's out there doing their shopping. I want to say happy Hanukkah to everyone who celebrates Hanukkah. Um, and we will be back next week with a brand new show. And uh, shout out to Dominic Friesen. Yes. And uh, listen, you've been listening to One on One with Jasper Cole. I appreciate it. Peace out. And we'll see you next week. Thanks Bye-bye. for checking out One on One with Jasper Cole. Check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube.